You got to stop beating yourself up. If I've done something that I know is wrong and that I should have done something in a different way, then what I need to do is embrace that pain, take that to Jesus, confess it and repent of it, but I can't mire in it because at that point it becomes an anchor. When I repent of it, it becomes wind in my sails. The problem with regret is really, it's a form of idolatry because you're allowing what you should have done to be greater than God's ability to turn the situation around. Sometimes you just have to look at yourself in the mirror and say, stop it. Just stop it. You're not the fourth member of the Trinity. You know what we're about to do? We're about to get real. We're about to have conversations that Christians have behind closed doors. The scary ones. The ones that make you feel uncomfortable. That's where we're going. Why? Because we're family. Ustedes son mi familia. So this is the Brian and Janelle podcast. She's Janelle and I'm Brian. If you don't want to miss anything, all you have to do is just hit that subscribe button to get a notification whenever we drop a new episode. This is the Brian and Janelle Podcast. What a privilege it is for us to have live right now, Dr. Crawford Loritz, (laughs) Senior Pastor of Fellowship Bible Church in Roswell, Georgia, and author of numerous books. Good morning, Dr. Loritz. Well, good morning. So I saw online that you had a big announcement, and rather than have me summarize it, can you share with folks what the big news is in your life? Yeah, well, after 15 incredible years here at Fellowship Bible Church serving as senior pastor, uh, we're making a transition, and uh, and our last Sunday will be Easter Sunday 2021, but uh, that was a, a heart-wrenching announcement to make because of our love for the people, and yet we believe that it's time, and God wants to raise up a younger leader, and there's some things that he's calling us to do. And you know, so often in life, Christians want to know from the Lord, is it time for whatever it is? Job change, retirement, marriage, kids, whatever it is. So how did you know it was time? Well, I think, you know, just a number of things. About three years ago, I felt this rumbling in my heart that maybe our assignment was up here. And again, it was nothing negative, nothing, I mean, Nothing. Um, we weren't reacting to anything, but I, I think uh, you know the spirit of God speaks to us, and uh, I think we need to pay attention. I think the closer we walk with the Lord, the more uh, we are in tune with His leading. And you know, Jesus said, "My sheep hear My voice, and I know them, and they follow Me." And so, I think uh, you have to pay attention to uh, the impulses in your heart and life, and the circumstances around you, the affirmation from God's word. And I think as believers, we've got to be careful that we don't make assumptions about God's will, meaning that just because I'm at a place right now, that doesn't necessarily mean that God wants me to be permanently there. It could be that, but it doesn't necessarily mean that. And so uh, in the words of Henry Blackaby that said many years ago, you can't go with God and stay where you are. And so I would assume you had consensus with your wife, which was a big indicator it's God's will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 we did. We prayed about it. And, uh, you know, I'm a great believer in uh, listening to godly counsel. I, pr- I prayed about that with Aaron. There's some uh, men in my life that, uh, you know, I bounced this off of uh, just to get some objectivity. And 
and took all of that together, and we sensed uh, that God was directing us. Well, and, and you know, I feel like there's a pretty strong connection between that announcement and your book, For a Time We Cannot See. Help us kind of see what the thinking was behind the project itself. What, what is this time we cannot see? It's about the motivation of heaven. You know, as you read the New Testament, uh, you're struck with the realization that the grand motivation for living the Christian life is eternity. Yeah. And I know that that, that kind of like does not uh, register with uh, the pragmatic Christianity that we've been baptized in. You know, we, we want to know how to resolve conflict, how to manage myself today and how to, you know, en- enjoy life and how to manage my money and all of these things. Which, I mean, they're not bad. They're practical things. But the grand motivation for heaven is a time we cannot see. We're going somewhere, and we're citizens of that distant city, and we're to bring a sense of an eternal perspective on what we do down here. And uh, so that's the reason why I wrote the book, because I just felt like, hey, we need to be—it's not a book about heaven, but it's a book about the eternal values that need to be integrated and pushed into all that we do and say down here during our journey. What about for people who are at the end of an assignment and especially in later seasons in life? If you haven't had that mindset of eternal perspective for your assignment and ministry early on, is it too late either to close it up or to, to give it? an eternal perspective if you're at the end of it? No, it's never too late. Never too late. I mean, you know, sometimes we think, well, we've wasted time. But I really believe that, you know, I mean, there's this old line that comes to mind. God hits a straight lick with a crooked stick, okay? I mean, uh, (laughs) (laughs) you know, he he can turn around even bad motivations, even bad choices and bad decisions, and he can turn those things around and leverage them for his glory. And so I think the thing to do is obviously uh, repent of being self-absorbed or distracted by uh, the issues in this life and, and ask the Lord to, to turn those things around for his glory. And, you know, all we have is right now. Yeah. I can't do anything about yesterday uh, and I can't do anything about tomorrow, but I can do something about right now. And so even though uh, nobody controls the clock or the calendar except God himself, and, and so even though I may have made some bad choices or not even bad choices, just neglect yeah. about uh, my, my life, uh, I can trust him right now to be more intentional. And so uh, I would say don't be so overcome with grief that you can't greet your change and greet your future and do things the right way. What do we do, though, with lingering regret? Maybe it's not paralyzing, but you're just kind of mm. overwhelmed with regret and feel like your, your legacy is going to be impacted by it. That's a difficult question to answer because some regret is the pathway to change, okay? And, and some regret is, is sort, of the, <laughs> sort, of, sort of the overtones of conviction, right? I mean, but I think the thing to do is that you can't mire in it. If I've done something that I know is wrong and that I should have done something differently or in a different way, then what I need to do is embrace that pain, take that to Jesus, uh, confess it and repent of it, but I can't mire in it because at that point it becomes an anchor. Uh, When I repent of it, it becomes wind in my sails. And so you got to stop beating yourself up. The problem with regret is really it's, it's a form of idolatry because you're allowing what 
didn't happen or what you should have done, even though you've taken it to the Lord, you've allowed that to be greater than God's ability to turn the situation around. And so I think I think sometimes you just have to, and I don't mean to sound like some football coach here, but sometimes you just have to look at yourself in the mirror and say, stop it. Just stop it. You're not the fourth member of the Trinity. Uh, and stop devaluing yourself that way. Uh, God has provided for uh, uh, your forgiveness. He's, he's, he, he can turn things around and stop empowering your pain and your dysfunction and your mistakes. Again, Dr. Crawford Loritz has been with us the last few minutes. What a privilege. He's senior pastor of Fellowship Bible Church in Roswell, Georgia. Also host of Living a Legacy, his powerful teaching here on WCRF Moody Radio Cleveland. How can folks learn more about your ministry, Pastor? Until Easter, you can go online at (laughs) fellowshiproswell.org. And uh, that's probably the best way of contacting us and finding about what what we're doing. And obviously we have, uh, you know, podcast sermons and things like that. uh, uh, That's available. Wonderful. Thanks again, and we look forward to talking to you again soon. Oh, thank you so much. Blessings. Hey, hold up. Where are you going? You know you liked your time with us. You want more. So look down, hit that button right there, subscribe, and you'll get updated episodes, and then you can hang some more. And guess what? You can help us. How? A five-star rating. You can also hang with us live weekday 6 to 9 a.m. Interact with us, talk with us. Download the Moody Radio app. Or at brianandjanelle.org. And we don't put all this together all by ourselves. There's some great people behind all this production. We want to thank Ron Eastwood, Kelly Ryder, Paul Carter, Mike Reynolds, and our awesome and fearless leader, Josue Villa. And finally, this podcast is a production of Moody Radio in Cleveland, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.